What is your number one recommendation for any agent that they can do to make the biggest impact in their agency moving forward? Pick a process that provides you leverage, and that would mean staffing and reinvest. Just reinvest and find something that's scalable that you can duplicate yourself. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. We had a guy that he just, he was struggling last couple of months. He, he's, he's been with us for like three years. He's just pretty much over the sales, you know, quoting eight people a day. And he had a side business that was doing pretty well, but he's been working for us full time. He came to me like less than a week ago and basically said, you know, he's kind of burnt and all this stuff. And he's got this side gig. And I just talked to him. I, I talked <laughs> him out of working for me. Like I was like, you know, just, you know, do go all in on that. If that's starting to do well now, like there's no reason to split your time. Like just go all in on it. Like, especially now if it's, Yeah. yeah. And that's a perfect example of an, a, an abundance mentality. Yeah. You know, instead of doing everything you can to try to keep him when he's not happy, it's just, you know, that's a lot of energy and from both of you. Yeah. He's not getting the numbers that he wants at the agency. He's not getting the numbers that I want at the agency. I don't <laughs> like this whole struggling thing. I don't like the whole, like, I don't want to push somebody so hard. It's like, there's got to be a, a drive for them. If they've lost that drive, then cool. Get, go where your drive is. You know, right. like that only sir. And I told him, I said, dude, I want you to dominate. Like, cause he was talking about possibly even getting another job or something. I said, dude, just go all in on your thing, man. Like, that's your thing. Go all in. I want you to succeed. I want you to dominate. Like, I'll be so stoked if you came from our agency for three years and you did your thing and you crushed it. Like, right. And I think that your experience with, with training people and seeing that it works and, that, and it's the same thing with me. I didn't have a lot of confidence in this whole thing to begin with, but now that I've seen that I can take two people who had no experience and I say this, say this, say this, do this, do this, do this, and it actually works, now I know I can duplicate it. So I'm not scared. If one of these guys leaves, then I'm, I'm not scared because I know I can find other people and I can train them and get them to do the same thing. It is funny. That alone <laughs> is the difference between the agency owner that's worried about all the carriers changes, right? Because they feel scared because they don't have, they, they feel like if there's changes and stuff, it's going to throw everything out. Of, they don't have the, um, like the, the, the confidence like you do now where it's like you feel, and I know you do where you can just bring just about anybody in. And if they have that drive, you could get them to the finish line. Yep. Right. And Absolutely. that, that alone, that is the best feeling that's the assurance 
that you have as an agency owner or as a business owner that like, that's the confidence. Now you don't need the confidence from the big carrier because you got it in you. You're like, I could sell shoelaces tomorrow. Like, that's what I always say. We are, our agency could sell shoelaces tomorrow and be successful just because they're, they've got the, like, we've got the process down. We got the skills our team has the skills. We know that we can train someone in. That's a good feeling. We put processes in the places we can control, right? And then that then feeds the abundance. And again, it's about the flip. Yeah. And it's again, it's about doing the things that other people don't like to do. Like one of the things that I, I'll just say it. One of the things I can't stand doing is listening to calls. Right. Whatever, for whatever reason, I hate doing that, but I do it. I do it. It's painful. Mm -hmm. It's really painful, but, but you got to do it. Yep. Yeah. And I, I remember one time you mentioned, you know, Listen to some calls when you're gone for a few days and it's like, oh no. <laughs> you're like, what? How did that even come out of their mouth? Right? right. Like just Yeah. It's like it's rolling over and surrendering, you know, so easily. That's one of the things we're working on right now is um in fact we ha- I made him watch a bunch of uh pickup line recordings from Miguel because I go, you guys are giving up too early, you know? Yeah. Transfers. So and then that ties in with the meetings, right? If we don't have the meetings every day, then that happens. And I think it still is going to happen, but it's like there's a greater likelihood it won't, right? Because we're tending to that whole thing by having the meetings. But if we don't, it's, I mean, it's trying to beat, I mean, this is a, it's a, it's a law of physics is if you don't put energy into something, it's going to fall apart into chaos, right? Absolutely. Right. That's not the right words, but it's something along that line. Well, and, right? and is it entropy? Yeah, it's the second law of thermodynamics is what, what it, it is, right? It's like the if you don't put energy into it, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. yeah. In essence. And that's why I, you know, I subscribe to, you know, several different trading platforms and including yours. And I just make sure that they, every day, 15, 20 minutes a day, you, you've got to be doing some watching a training of some kind and working on your craft every day. No matter what you got to doctors and, and dentists, they call it a practice, right? Exactly. <laughs> yep. So I went to a lot of Padre games over the years and I'd go early and Tony Gwynn would hit probably a hundred balls off a tee every day off a tee. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you mean a golf tee or like the, no, like the ball tee? Yeah. 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 And he would just go over to a net. I know and what just, the Padres are. <laughs> so. It's not yeah. foosball. No. But yeah, so, that's pretty cool. Besides listening to this podcast, how do you keep yourself motivated? <laughs> Which is a joke. Or is it? What keeps me motivated now is seeing my staff grow and get better. Yeah. And then I, and then I, every day I same thing as everybody else, I read books, I watch videos. I listen to another podcast called uh, Coaching for Leaders. It's not oh, insurance cool. specific, but he has great he brings in CEOs from you know, people that you've heard of, because I'm not, I mean, his, his mantra is leaders are not born, they're made. hundred percent. And yeah, that's about a, when this whole thing started, I said, uh, I got to be a leader. So I started reading books on leadership and what have you. And, and I'm just, and, and the funny thing is the, the same people that I'm listening to are doing mm-hmm. the same thing. They're listening, they're learning yeah. from everybody else too. Well, everything think, is, the, is, is the same. 
It's all the yeah. same stuff. <laughs> it's just right. like you're saying about like listening to calls and everything, right? We don't feel like nobody wakes up and says, I feel like being a leader today, every day. Some days you you're good, but some days you're tired and you don't want to do it. Mm. And if you don't have the fuel, if you're not listening to other people that are doing that stuff, it's really easy to not do it that day. And once you don't do it that day, then it's not, it's really easy to not do it the next day and, and continue that. And next thing you know, it's much harder to continue than it is. Like, it's really easy to quit doing it. I don't care if you've been leading every day for years. It's really easy to fall off and, and not do it, right? Yeah, definitely. But, but you know, I, I, awesome, I have man. a routine. I, I walk my dogs every night between 9 and 10, and I listen to podcasts the whole time. So There you go. It's my time. But, I love uh, that. Any books? You're reading a book right now? What book are you reading? I am reading a book, and I don't remember the name of it. It's from I'm... the guy who, who turned around Aetna, but I, let's see. Ooh. Figure it out. I don't have my iPad with me. Do you do I'll Kindle? Let you know. Yeah, I do Kindle on my yeah. iPad, but I don't. You do need a Kindle for the beach because you can't watch it on your iPad or read a book. It like gets all weird. What's the beach? <laughs> <laughs> so It's far away right now yeah four miles and i haven't been to it all summer <laughs> you need to get down there man i do i do i haven't been in the water for one paddle out time. i mean the water at this time of the year in san diego actually gets somewhat warm it's about 71 right now that's like a jacuzzi for san diego not bad yeah not bad. i i have a book that jason shared with uh my me and and the uh our ops guy teledudes called the road less stupid and i really like it it's it's it's, it's really it, good it's really really stupid. good yeah okay. road less stupid and he's just he his point of view is really funny like it's good there's that, there's yeah i think there's the one book uh, that how to win friends and influence people is to, yeah and is to me the, the the best foundational business book ever written yeah and and for life I mean, everybody need, everybody needs to read that book. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and even going it. even going back to the leader conversation, especially for those of us that are parents, right? Because all this stuff really comes back to you know how we are at home. And I, I mean, Craig and I can both attest to this: is that when the home life is tough, it's hard at business, right? And when mm. the it, it, vice versa. You That's know very mean? timely of you, Jason. <laughs> it happens, you know? So it's like... Yeah, I'm in yeah. the winter of the seasons of that right now. <laughs> and it's cold. Oh, no. He's got It'll a shawl better. on. It'll get better. It'll get better. So, Steve, and I know you're in California. I'm in California with the carrier that we're with. This question is funny because we're in the midst of it, but... Going even more into the future, what do you think some of the biggest changes are that are going to be affecting our agencies as a whole, regardless of carrier, for us in the insurance space? I see consolidation, condensing. I see fewer agents, larger agencies. Mm. Um, I think the the old model um, of the agent who is absent and unengaged is going to go away. And I mm. think that um, the people who embrace the sales and scalability and, and are willing to spend some money and take some risk. I think the sky's the limit. Yeah. For sure. Agreed. I, I have a, I'm very optimistic about the future. Yeah. There's more it's, opportunity. Yeah. It, it, there's going to be more opportunity, but you know, you just can't 
you can't keep doing what you, you know, what you've always done because if it's going to pass you by. Yeah. So, that's and what I've Ferris had, Bueller said. <laughs> that's true. And, you know, we've been winning from Wawanessa and Geico and some of these direct riders. We're, we're winning this, this business back. Yeah. Yep. You know, and it's, you know, I, and I can't tell you how many deck pages I see from people with net worths. And well, I, th- I think I told you about the one, uh, one of my longtime clients, daughter married a, for lack of a better word, a hedge fund manager owns a house free and clear in La Jolla that's worth $7 million. And he had Geico when they got married. I said, let me see his deck page. He had 1530 uh-huh. on his Range Rover. I think wow. he- and hedge fund managers make a little bit over minimum wage, right? Just a little bit. <laughs> just, a, just a smidge. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a condo wow. in Miami and with a Bentley and, you know, I mean, 15. dollar signs everywhere and he had minimum limits. So is it 15 there? It's fifteen thirty-five, only five thousand in property damage. Wow! It's gonna it's, go. That goes over twenty-five fifty here. Twenty-five fifty here. Yeah. They What's changed the minimum last on year. property? I'm gonna have to defer to my operations manager on that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. I mean, I think that the big thing is if you don't sell on price, if you focus on mm-hmm. coverages, then um, you're gonna win. Yeah. It is funny because that's not even a that's not even a insurance concept. That is a marketing concept, right? Mm-hmm. The only right. way to win on price is to be the absolute lowest. And if you're the second lowest, you have absolutely no advantage or anything. Your your feet get swept out from you. But there's a ton of advantage of being the most expensive. I had my doctor tell me one time, he goes, uh, I don't know what we were talking about. He goes, well, you can drive an Accord or you can drive a BMW. They'll both get you to point eight the same way, but there are plenty of people who are, are willing to spend more because they like the, the experience of getting the point A and the BMW. And it's the same thing here. Yep. You know, so you just got to, you know, I look at it, you know, they call it prospecting. It's, I imagine a, a miner with a, a pan of dirt and he's got to scoop all those dirts and rocks to find the nuggets. And that's the same thing here. You just got to, and that's what, when, with this 50% down, that's what I told my staff. I said, it's okay. We just, you just need to more at bats. You're just going to have to quote that much more. And then I, I do have them. I told them that they start needed to start generating their own centers of influence. So they're each sat down with each of them and they get one hour a week to go out and visit leasing agents and realtors and what have you. So they can start generating their own I, centers of influence because I told them, I said, you need to think about having your, an agency within my agency. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, I mean, they're still, they're spending 39 hours a week working internet leads, but right. I want at least one hour a week where, you know, what, what I did like with Curtis, I, I look, I said, what's your address? Here, here's the office. And we found 12 apartment complexes. And I said, so you're going to hit every Friday morning, you're going to come in at, you're going to leave the house at nine and you're going to go hit three different ones each week and then circle back and hit, a, hit them again and just keep doing it over and over and again. You don't need to bring them any food. Just tell them that you're, you want to help them close leases faster and tell them you don't mind being second on their list. That's okay. Cause a lot of them, you know, they're supposed to sell it with I renters insurance or what have you, but just keep after it and um, you'll start getting business from it. And do you make much money on renters? No, but Hey, it's an opportunity it's a you, now, you the door. Quote, now you can quote everything else so love it because it you know t- to get to 100 items a month just on internet leads that's going to be pretty tough and that's well, you know the math behind it <clears throat> yeah and 
But if they can start getting some referrals, then that will create some leverage for them. Mm-hmm. So love it. Cool. So what is your number one recommendation for any agent that they can do to make the biggest impact in their agency moving forward? Pick a process that provides you leverage and that would mean staffing and reinvest. Just reinvest and find something that's scalable that you can duplicate yourself mm. and be brave. Don't yeah. be afraid. <laughs> be brave and trust the process. And just that's what I did when I sold life insurance. You know, I just I, I would make a, I had an X amount of dials I had to do every night if I didn't have appointments. And I made all the dials and I once I made all my dials and I went home and I felt good about it because I knew yeah, I did everything I could. Yep. And that's what I, at, at Merrill Lynch, I did that. I had a jar with pennies in it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how many. It was 500 or 600, whatever. Every right. every dial, I'd put a penny in the other one until the other one was full. Yep. And, yeah. you know, that... That's that, the old kind of uh, CRM in the old days. That's what the <laughs> CRM was. Yeah, but that's I mean, nice. I, I fed I fed my family for 13 years to selling just life insurance, you know? Yeah. So this is a tough this, one. Cool. This Reboot. is easier. Yeah. This is easier. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. it's easier. The difference is it. the microtransactions, right? You have to just do a lot in order to right. create that. But then it stacks. You can make it through three, four, five years. It really. Well, the blows first up. agency uh, owner that I bought from, he he had a saying that it said nickel, nickels and dimes add up to dollars, and he was right. Yep. Yeah. You know. So, I'm a little concerned about some of the quality of the business that we write. So. One of the things that um, I, I mentioned this morning is the cleanup artist, and that's me. So I'm making a point to every piece of business that at about the four-week mark, I'm I'm calling the client. I'm looking at what, what's been written. I'm looking for gaps. I'm looking for mistakes. And, and I'm looking for cross-sale opportunities. I'm reaching out to these customers. And um, they seem really surprised that, you know, that I called them. So yeah. eventually, I want to get somebody else to do that. But for right now, it's me but it's only about five calls a day. So it's not that bad. So good. Increase the value of your clients, right? Increase that or average cart value. (laughs) Yeah. um, But yeah, I'm trying to figure out how to get away from the, the single car auto, you know, 24 year old single car auto stuff. Cause there's a little bit more of that in the book than I am comfortable with right now. So I, um, I don't know the answer to that, but, but it's still growth. It's still growth. Yeah. It's revenue. You can so. filter out the, the age too. Get it yeah. to over 30. Yeah. I probably could. Yeah. It's it's not we just got it's not or married. Hor- yeah, it's not horrible right now. It's just that it's something I'm aware of. Yeah. Right. I don't want the loss ratio to go through the roof. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not to keep, keep throwing Kindle on the fire here and, and keep this thing going, because I know um, we're up against the wall here. But is the four-week call the only call that you make? Or is there like a 24-hour, 48, first week, any any other piece of the cadence that you have going or just that four-week call? No, the, not for me. There isn't. The LSP has responsibility oh, okay. to make a follow-up call and handwritten thank you note. I make sure And you track that. it? There's accountability behind it? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah we use uh, we use eAgent and for gotcha. that because it... Tells you, you know, onboarding process. Yep. So I'm just, I'm watching that, making sure An that it's getting done. Incredible piece of technology. Incredible. So. <laughs> <laughs> it has its place. It does. So I remember when it was but, eBridge, 
Yes. Yeah. Didn't work was, very well. <laughs> no. But that and um, and then in, in that's really the onboarding is just making sure that you know that the staff is because they're talking to them anyway because half the time they got to call yeah. them again because they didn't sign something or send a document in or what have you. So, yeah. but um, I just started the, the cleanup artist role two weeks ago, and it's already paying off. And I found some things. I found somebody who didn't put waiver collision on a policy, so corrected that. It's amazing wow. what you what you find, right? <laughs> when you inspect what you expect, then yeah, you'll definitely find some stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, you definitely need to. Um, I mean, the the whole sales cycle is an entire. It's more than just letting people in the door. It's letting people in the door, you know, helping them throughout the process. I think it's a disservice to not try to sell them other products because other people are going to. Why? Why not you? You know. Mm-hmm. So it's important. That whole process is incredibly important. Very yeah, important. and and one of the things I'm doing when I make these calls is, you know, I'll just say, "Hey, have you, t- have you taken care of your life insurance yet?" That's all I say, and then I shut up. And it's already leading to some some good activity there. So yeah, awesome. So the but, way uh, we ask the questions creates how they answer, right? You could mm-hmm. say, "Do you want some life insurance?" What's the answer? No, right? No. But you yeah. but you ask it the way that you did. They pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they'll say no, or I have it at work, and or whatever. And then you, then now you're in a conversation. Well, how much coverage yeah. do you have? I don't know. Right. I have it at work. When your current agent did it, did they, when your current agent reviewed that, did they make sure that it's transferable? Mm -hmm. Huh? Right. What happens (laughs) if you leave? I don't know. (laughs) Right. It's a quick, as soon as you get them like second guessing, then it's, yeah. But they usually don't have enough, right? It's like nobody has enough. It's, it's just amazing how people that you really respect, you know, I mean, highly educated people with, six-figure incomes and you ask them a simple question about their coverages and they have no idea. Right. Yeah. You know, I should be able to shake you in the middle of the night and you should be able to tell me I got two fifty five hundred. dollars Well, they just, they trust their agents and most agents don't explain a lot to them or go really fast over numbers like 1535 where, where that's, what is that? Right. It just sounds like code to, to somebody who's not in the industry. So, I mean, I think that's our competitive advantage. Yeah. I mean, use use all those things to your advantage. That's why well, the ter- it, yeah. Go ahead. It, it, it's it's amazing how it, it seems like when I talk to people, the, their biggest concern about their policy is what their deductible is. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It's you know, and I had a conversation with a woman the other day. I said, if you increase your deductible, you can go from fifteen thirty to two fifty five hundred, and your rate will be five dollars a month difference. She wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. She got a. She has a fifty dollar deductible on collision, and she would not go to to a thousand. And I said, why wouldn't you trade a risk of fifty or a hundred or two hundred thousand out of pocket for five hundred out or a thousand out of pocket? I just, again, there's that scarcity mentality. You know, she's just she's more concerned about not being able to get her car out of the shop than she is about losing the condo that she owns free and clear. Right. It's crazy. And, and it's no. funny because they, they say I, everybody's a perfect driver. And the only time that you're going to, well, I guess if somebody doesn't have insurance and they hit you, but, but typically collision is going to be a result of your fault, right? Right. So you're a perfect driver, 
but you want to make sure that if you crash, that you you don't pay anything, but you're not concerned if you're 200,000 short when you hit somebody and hurt them. Right. I, just, I, I rarely drive more than a couple miles from home. Well, guess what? Well, great. Happens. Then have a $2,500 deductible since you never drive and you don't get in accidents. And, and let's actually protect you in the one time that you have your worst day ever. Right. It's yep. just wild. I was driving up to Big Bear a couple months ago, and we were driving through this area called Mentone. And um, we're just driving along, and these two guys literally stumble out of a bar and into the road in front of us, and I'm doing 50. And I slammed on my brakes, and I stopped about 10 feet from them. Wow. And then they flipped me off. (laughs) (laughs) Your fault. But, I mean, I literally, it's like my life flashed before my eyes. I just... We got up to the house in Big Bear, and I'm just laying in bed that night going, oh, my God, that would have just been horrible. And it was just that quick. You know, That's I mean, amazing. I never saw them coming. I just, all of a sudden, they were in – one guy yep. was helping the other guy. St- he couldn't walk. And it was a bar that, you know, the door was right to the sidewalk, so they just literally stumbled down into this 45-mile-an-hour zone in the pitch-black dark. Holy and, moly. And I just – it reminded me how quick things can change. Your entire life can can change, especially if the coverage isn't there. Yep. Well, Mr. Mr. Steve Hovland, it has been incredible to have you on here, even though there's half of your face right now, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it's always good to to see you, and I love seeing you every week at the big meeting. And uh, I can't wait to meet you guys in person. Yeah. I know. Finally. Yeah. I think I saw Craig... I mean, uh, Jason, I think I saw you. Were you at Coronado for honoring about two, three years ago? I was supposed to be. And <laughs> I, I, you I, just got, I got little kids. I, yeah, my, my youngest just turned three. So I think that she, it was like one. Is it we there? Not sleep. Did you go to Terranea maybe? One of those places I saw you. There was, there was one place in San Diego. It wasn't Coronado. It was different. It was a different one. It was probably at that one. But that was. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the Coronado one. It was before the 2020s. That was like four, five years ago. It was uh, four or five years ago. It was just before COVID, about three years ago. So it was, crazy. Yeah. It was California Honor Ring, so I don't know. Oh, would have been there. Or no, not. they had they. It wasn't Honor Ring then. It was I don't you know. Probably some, had a regional some trip. Yeah, it's some trip I went. It's the last trip yeah. I've gone to. I don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Cool. All right. Well. Um, Again, thank you. Thanks, yeah. thanks again, and uh, keep it up. Yeah, right. thank you, Steve. So, thank you, right, guys. Have a good See one. Ya. Bye. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here, and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over a hundred interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I right over 10 million in premium in the last couple years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.